Welcome to NetSmart Care Threads, a podcast where human services and post-acute leaders across the healthcare continuum come together to discuss industry trends, challenges, and opportunities. Listen as we uncover real stories about how to innovate and improve the quality of care for the communities we serve. Let's get into the show. Hi, I am Paige Rockers, Client Alignment Executive at NetSmart, and I'm here today with Sue Walker from Hammer Residences. If we could start, Sue, give us a little quick intro and tell us about your role at Hammer Residences. I'm Sue Walker. I am the Chief Program Officer at Hammer. That means I'm in charge of all of our, resi- all of our residential services. We have 35 group homes and nine apartment programs, so we serve almost 300 people residentially. That also includes a nursing staff of six nurses and our community life department. And I've been at Hammer 40 four years. Wow, that's amazing. I like to tell people I started when I was nine. (laughs) But um, yeah, didn't think I was going to stay in this field that long or didn't really have plans for that. But of course, fell in love with the people that we support and the people that I work with and I have been here all this time. It's wonderful. And most of the time I've been a program director. So in charge of some of our residential sites, but have held this position for about two and a half years. Great. Well, thanks for joining. I'm greatly appreciated. So would you be able to tell us a little bit more about the services offered by Hammer Residences? Sure. Like I said earlier, we have 35 group homes. Eight of them are intermediate care facility homes with six people in each home. The rest of those homes are waiver homes with four people in each home. And then we have nine apartment programs and they're called supported apartments because we have staffing 24 seven. So a little bit uh, different than many other apartment type settings. We found that there was a gap in the services provided for people who wanted greater independence and autonomy and having that additional support for everyday needs and activities and then overnight staffing if they need questions answered or some kind of support has been very helpful to individuals. We also have about 1,300 people in our case management. We call it customized support services, but it's mostly case management. So social workers who support individuals in many types of settings with a wide variety of disability services that they receive. And we also have a nursing staff. So that's kind of unique to Hammer also. Many other organizations do not have that. Our nurses each have a caseload of about 50 or 60 individuals that they support for medical needs and health services. We also have a community life department that is just two individuals, but providing all sorts of resources and in-house activities. So that's been particularly helpful during COVID when people are home a whole lot more, either with their housemates or apartment mates and not going to a day program or a work site. And there's just been lots of activities virtually. We've held a few things when possible in person, but almost everything is virtual. So very nice to have that those resources for the direct care staff and the individuals to keep people busy and engaged. Definitely, well, it sounds like you guys offer a great variety of services and obviously had to flex like most people during COVID and, and maybe figure out some, some different different plans for things. 
So March is Developmental Disabilities Month with an emphasis on raising awareness about the inclusion of people with developmental disabilities in all facets of community life. Why do you think it's important to call awareness to this initiative? I think it's particularly important because like we have been dealing with many other social issues this last year, this is just another um, area where we have plenty of work to continue to do. People with disabilities are not naturally, generally speaking, included in communities and our culture. We don't naturally think of all the adaptations that are helpful and necessary so that people can feel included and naturally a part of what goes on, whether it's a business or social events or community resources, buildings. And that's just more obvious when we talk about accepting each other in our culture. The other big area that's problematic for people with disabilities is employment. We want to say that people should be employed wherever they want to be employed and whatever their skill is, but it is very difficult for businesses to hire and sustain supporting people with disabilities. It's a financial issue, it's a regulatory issue. There are many adaptations that often need to be made for people with disabilities. So I think that's another huge area that we'd like to say we're working on, but we have a lot of work to do. So to bring awareness to that for this month, maybe just points out more and more uh, the things that we can do to support people with disabilities. Definitely. So you mentioned employment specifically. Do you feel that there are any other major barriers to inclusion that people within the IDD community face? I would say yes. To speak for people with disabilities, though, is a little daunting because I don't know that I can represent the things that they might say are really important to them. I think employment is huge, but I also think that just natural social experiences are not natural for people without disabilities to include people with disabilities in. And while we all seek out people who we feel comfortable with and have similar interests, similar ways of socializing, similar similar ways of interacting, I still don't know that there are enough opportunities and ways for people dis with disabilities to feel that those opportunities are open to them too. That makes sense. So how would you say that everyone can work to create a more inclusive community? We talk a lot about the word awareness. You know, it's kind of a cliche, but it's true. It doesn't matter if it's someone with a disability or someone in an ethnic minority group or other special interest groups. It's just keeping that awareness at the forefront. We have so many ways of communicating those things in our culture that to never let up on that opportunity for communication, I think is one of the most obvious and effective ways of doing that. Sometimes uh, I think I'm surprised at the lack of information or the ways we can communicate things that people don't end up, people don't end up getting the information that seems so obvious, but we have to keep coming up with creative ways of sharing information and providing opportunities to communicate with each other. And I think that just will continue to help all of us accept each other and participate more with each other and not feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
so much of what happens is we we end up congregating with people who are similar to us. And so our lack of inclusion is really more about, oftentimes about just innocent ignorance. Mm -hmm. We don't mean to not include people, but we end up doing that. So it's just broadening our horizons. And I think communication is the easiest way to do that. And is there anything special that you all are doing to honor Developmental Disabilities Month this year? The first thing I thought of was a video that our communications department just made for World Down Syndrome Day. Mm -hmm. And I know that we care for people with Down Syndrome. It's a, it's a group of people that is very obvious to acknowledge and um, across the world, I think that is probably the group of people that people identify as someone with a disability just because of their, their physical features. And they have a, a reputation for having very pleasant personalities, very social, so easier to get to know. That seems a little odd to say, doesn't it? But when I saw the video, I, it pointed out that we're all just people. We're all just humans. And I really appreciated all of the, the faces in the video that just remind us that being in relationship is really the most important thing. And that's how we get to know each other. That's how we appreciate each other. That's how we support each other in whatever our disability is, whatever our interests are, whatever our needs are. That's the one thing we've done. I can't think of another thing that our organization is doing particularly this month, but it won't surprise me if next week we have Friday, Friday favorite videos every Friday. So my guess is we will have another video that we can share across our organization and on our YouTube channel for a disability month. Great. I don't, I don't think I've ever taken a look at that, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah, they're, they're really cool. We did a video also for the social injustice that was going on in the mm -hmm. summer. And because Minnesota, Minneapolis was an epicenter, it just hit just as hard, if not harder here. I think it was, you know, right in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So it was very, very apparent that there was a lot of tension and unrest and concern. The video we did for that was very solemn and remarkable. Yeah, we should share that with you too. Oh yeah, that would be great. Okay, well, thank you, Sue, so much for joining us today and sharing your thoughts on Developmental Disabilities Month. Um, greatly appreciated. And we can't wait to see what Hammer does in the future. Thank you so much. We really appreciate this time. At NetSmart, we understand the challenges facing provider organizations. Our team will help you navigate changing value-based care models with solutions and services that make person-centered care a reality. We'll equip you with technology and services that provide holistic, real-time views of care histories that inform better decision-making and better outcomes. Visit us today at ntst.com. NetSmart, serving you so you can serve others. Thanks for listening to the NetSmart Care Threads podcast. Through collaboration and conversation, we can work together to make healthcare more connected than ever before and better support the communities we serve. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.